Good morning, Rise and Freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We made it. How was your Christmas? I had a good one. You know why? Because I got to hang out with this handsome guy over here to my left. It's Justin Peterson, ladies and gents. What's up, JP? Good morning, world. Happy post-Christmas. You're a real Peterson. S-E-N. I am. I'm the, I am. As opposed to the plastic one that we're going to talk to later on the show. Yeah, no. Not Swedish. Camellia Peterson. Yes. Yeah. Not, <laughs> not Swedish. No, wait. She is Swedish. And we're That's Danish. Right. We're Danish. We're Danish. She's yeah. Swedish. That's right. Yes. Swedish and Danish. Not. Us. Yeah. Not it's, Swedish. It's the Peterson Show. We'll have to re, re get to it. Justin, thanks so much for joining us on set today. We're glad to have you here thanks for having me i'm so excited to be in this studio i've never been here it's kind of weird when you've been watching something for so long and you've experienced it like on the other side of the computer and then you're in it and it's like well, this is weird and yeah so, yeah well we're glad to have you here bro thanks so much for joining us live and on, on studio today you you're joining us here from boston you head back to boston here in a few days you're gonna spend uh, new year's oh yeah i'll be here in kansas I, city i have a wonderful tradition every every new year's eve i spend with my best friend since in 1988 mm -hmm. and she has now six kids and now a grandbaby on the way mm -hmm. how is it that possible i don't know Ooh. but uh yeah i get to enjoy the new year with my best friend and uh we have a great time that's awesome well we're glad to have you here you rode the train here from kansas city yesterday which was really beautiful it was uh, kind of snowing here in mid-missouri and you got to enjoy the beauty of the Midwest. Let me just say, yeah. first of all, I love my, my state. I love my home, home state. I would say I love my Missouri. And being able to go on that train, on the Amtrak train, and just see the beautiful countryside and all the beautiful farm country, I was like, oh, gosh, this state is so beautiful. Mm. Uh, and uh, and Amtrak was awesome. New cars, right? So it was like brand new cars, the, the clean, uh, packed, right? So many people in the train. Um, and, I, and I was like, gosh, I just wish I loved rail travel. You know, I was saying like, I just you don't have to take your shoes off. You don't have to put your bags through security. You just get on the train and you just go. I love it. I love yeah, it. if it was just if it was more efficient or less expensive, you know, it would be such an ideal way to, to travel. If anybody ever gets a chance to do one of the private cars, though, where you get your own room and your own bed and a fold down, uh, you got to do that once in your life. It is such an incredible experience. Yeah. Because, wow. Holiday travel for a lot for a lot of people has been pretty rough. You got out of Boston right before the storm hit. Literally like an yeah. hour before they closed the airport. Yeah. Boston Logan. Yeah. yeah. Literally an hour. And I yeah, the, the takeoff was hella scary because we were in real major turbulence coming out. And I thought, well, it was nice while it lasted. So this life. So for those of you who you already are regular viewers of the show, you should already know you should hit that click, click that like button, right? And subscribe to the channel that you're watching. If it's your first time watching us here today and you're like, oh, wow, this is good stuff. You know, we would love to earn your subscription. I'm Austin Peterson, the host of the Wake Up America show. We stream this show live every Monday through Friday. 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. It's a two-hour live talk show, which is really fun and exciting. We've got lots of great news and clips during the holiday season and on Fridays and things like this when we have a special guest. Sometimes it's not as like overtly political, although we do have some political news today. Um, but it's a great way to start your day, find out what's happening in the world and get connected to what's going on, especially in the freedom community, conservatives, libertarians, and uh, types like that. I consider myself a right-wing libertarian Republican. So that means somebody who believes in limited government and freedom and free markets, but who is a member of the Republican Party. My brother, Justin, has had a really interesting uh, lifestyle change, you might say, uh, in regards to his political views. But Justin, tell us a little bit about, about you and your background and kind of your career and profession so people kind of know who you are. Oh, yeah. So I uh, grew up here in Missouri. I grew up uh, in South Kansas City. And then I went to college in Iowa. 
And then I got my master's degree in Kansas. So, I mean, I'm, I am such a Midwesterner through and through. And, you know, it's one of the things when I'm on the East Coast, you know, I, you can take the boy out of the Midwest, but you can't take the Midwest out of the boy. You know, I always feel like I'm a giant Labrador retriever when I meet people for the first time in Missouri. And I'm always like, or in, in Boston, and I'm always like, how are you doing? You know, and out there on the East Coast, they're always like, are you working me? Like, what do you want from me? Um, so yeah, no, and I've been in the arts forever. I mean, that's what I got my degrees in. And, um, yeah, and I think just, we've talked about this before, but just in, in terms of, um, you've had a sort of like a, a an awakening. <laughs> yes. What do they call an uh, epiphany? Is that epiphany, what it is? Yes. Share with the oh. listeners, give us the Reader's Digest version of that. No, I mean, I just feel like I've always sort of been on the left in terms of like, uh, my political views. And that's historically always sort of been true, um, based on multiplicity of factors of my education and the art working in the arts and, and how, you know, things like that. Um, but I think of late within the past 10 years, well, no, maybe within the past five years, I've just sort of been really looking into things and I've always been a person who doesn't believe in sacred cows. And I think like everybody should always question what they believe and why they believe it. I think that's something that people should do on the regular, you know, to really figure out why do I believe what I believe? Why, why am I holding this belief? And for me, when I started to really put my beliefs up to the, the light, especially as things became much more authoritarian, that's what really bothered me. I saw much more COVID really showed you a lot. Yeah, I saw a lot of authoritarianism coming in uh, from the left and a lot of just blind obsequient behavior to just be like, I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to think I'm just going to act. Mm -hmm. um, and for me as a person, I always was a person who liked orderliness and I like people to do, do the right thing. Um, and I like order, but compliance doesn't always necessarily mean that's the right thing to do. Does that make sense? Like yes. we, we talk about this the other night, like just because you, you're like, Oh, I'm going to do the, you know, I'm going to do what everyone tells me to do. Well, that's not always the right thing to do. Um, and I think just with the co and the people ratting out their neighbors, right? And I, I just saw all that happening, and I was like, "This feels really echoey of like stuff that we've done before in human history that didn't turn out so well." So for me, I I just was looking at all of that, and it then, must have been hard living in Boston too, with people being so compliant and and authoritarian. I mean, you're on the next door app, you know. And oh, I don't know if anybody is on that app, but I call it the the neighborhood tattler. <laughs> You know, because it's like everybody just tattles on everybody else. Like, yes. I saw Maud taking out her garbage on a Thursday, and everyone knows that it's supposed to be Fridays. You know, and it's like the most tattly like website ever. I hate it so much. But I'm sure during COVID, it was worse. It was terrible. Like, people like, I saw people in an empty parking lot, and they weren't wearing masks. Mm -hmm. I'm like, they're in an empty parking lot. I think it's going to be okay. You know, um, just that hyper vigilant, you know, um, what neighborhood watch kind of crap, mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I'm keeping everyone safe. I'm like, okay, we, we, we see your halo. We see your halo. You know, it's been exciting to kind of watch your, uh, uh evolution because, you know, <laughs> as, as you know, right, I got really hardcore into politics back in 2008 when I was volunteering for Ron Paul. And I think you really, you kind of helped to, um, I would say moderate maybe some of my more radical positions. I remember at one point in time, I was like doing desperately trying to get you to support Ron Paul or like you and dad and everybody like that. And you're like, Austin, you're like, this is dogma. It's dogma. Right. And I'm just kind of, I kind of thought about it. I was kind of like, yeah, you know what am I, I need, am I blindly parroting what I'm hearing or am I thinking for myself? Uh, and you know, thinking for yourself is even dangerous amongst libertarians. Mm -hmm. I have learned, uh, because I am something of a pariah to many in the libertarian community, which is, is pretty normal because it's like, you're not a real libertarian to anybody anyway. But I've never had a problem confronting or challenging 
other people, I confront and challenge my own beliefs mm. and my own views. So if I'm fine doing that, I'm certainly fine doing that with other people. But that's not a good path to get elected. I would also say when you're in when you're in the group think situation, yes. like when and that's very common in all in, in all areas, right? Mm -hmm. When you do that, then you also have to be willing to take on all of the faults and the and the fallacy and the bad stuff of your group. Yes, right. So yes. you, you're chained now to all the bullcrap that your group does, which right. I've experienced, right, as a member of the Rainbow Coalition. Right. right? So it's like, yes. I don't want to take all the responsibility of all that stuff that y'all are doing, because that is not what I'm a part of. So that's why you're I don't not, like... You're not woke. Uh, oh, no. I'm but a, the LGBT I'm a, coalition is largely woke. I'm a liberal, and I say that in the classic sense of John Locke. You know, I go all the way back to the English... Era, you know, English uh, enlightenment and all that. But yeah, I, you know, maximum freedom, maximum, you know, uh, freedom of association. But we are, that. but we are not. You and I, we are not conservatives in the not sense, even. in the sense that conservatism is trying to hold on to what we have. We want to change what we have, right? We want a dif different system. We're revolutionaries to mm -hmm. some extent. Mm -hmm. And also, when you when you see things like the the outrage over this conservative calendar, oh my god, that went on <laughs> over the weekend, it reminds you that you are not a conservative. You are not a conservative. When you, did you see the outrage over this this story? So I, you showed me some articles about it, and I was. It's always hilarious to me. It's like all of the pearl clutching, right? That's mm -hmm. going on with this, and I just think well, y'all are so repressed. You yes. know, it's just like sexual no, repression no all the way down sex, the line. Please, we're conservatives. Oh, but it's like I don't want to have sex, but I'll meet you in the airport bathroom. Yeah. You know, <laughs> hey, I'll tap my toe under the stall. Can mm -hmm. you spare a square? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've got it pulled up on the screen right now. Calendar gate gone wild. The best tweets from the conservative calendar girl outrage. Now the thing is, is Riley Gaines, who is a pretty big celebrity right. in conservative circles, big time, appeared in this calendar. Um, and so I wrote a story that you can read over at Amp America it's that I call some of the best tweets from the conservative calendar outrage people. I mean, this is predictable. So I wrote every year I write a top hottest libertarians, uh, which is good. And it usually, but, and it usually gets a lot of people upset, right? Even amongst libertarians who are, they don't have their finger, you know, stick up their ass. Right. right. But conservatives have their oh, stick man. firmly planted up their ass largely. Not all of them, right? Yeah. But you know, if, if you don't have a stick up your ass, you're probably more libertarian leaning, right? I just is it that the fact is that the fact that they're women is it a fact that they're undressed? That is it a all fact of that the above? Yeah, it's like what would make a conservative calendar happy? Would it just be photographs of like? Well, here's the thing. So the know. outrage started when our friend Josie, the redheaded libertarian girl, who's become you know a huge celebrity online. Uh, posted this picture of her, and you can kind of lean in it to see it here, Justin. Okay. This is this is Josie here, and you see here she's. I think she's dressed very conservatively. Totally, right? you know, nothing too too. I mean, although I will say that, like above the knee, she's getting a little scandal, a little scandalamity. That's up in there. true. Yeah. She's wearing she's wearing high heels in the kitchen, yeah, which never happens, right? Yeah, yeah. and she's got uh, uh, the cross behind her. Yeah. Which I think is what kind of like probably really sparked the anger. You know, not only is the bread risen, but the Lord is too. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, there you so, go. So that's what started it all. We are going to talk to Camellia about this because we have to. Because okay. we always every week have to play Make Camellia Blush. Oh, and we also we have a really cool announcement to make, which is that you are now going to be a regular. I know. They, they got me. They trapped me. No, I got it. We now have... We now have Justin as a regular weekly guest who's going to make a once a week appearance on the show. And fittingly, other than this week, Freedom Family Friday. So nice. 
when jo- when Stephanie is on the show, my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife Steffi is on the show. Justin will join us for a segment at 8 a.m. on Friday. So can we all get a and a like and a subscribe for that? I think that you know, that's lots of good reasons to be happy. So Justin is now going to join the lineup uh, of regular guests. So on Fridays at 8 a.m. Central Time, those of you who are big fans of my brother, and we do have a lot of big fans of Justin, people get really excited, um, oh, then good news. He's going to be here with us on Fridays now from now on. Oh, and Justin, speaking of exciting stuff, we've got uh, we've got a new commercial that we're ready to debut that's added to the lineup of the show. We're going to go ahead and play this commercial very briefly. You guys can watch it, and it's going to be part of our commercial lineup. We got rid of the Gideon's Promise uh, Public Defenders commercial. We've replaced it with something better. Take a look and a listen. World of Vocal Discovery at Peterson Voice Studio. I'm Justin Peterson, here to guide your musical journey. Envision a place where your voice reaches new heights where every note tells a story. We embrace all singers, from the enthusiastic shower vocalists to aspiring stars, ensuring each voice finds its unique rhythm and tone. Are you ready to elevate your voice? Visit petersonvoicestudio.com and sign up for remote lessons tailored just for you. Let's begin this melodious journey together. All right, wasn't that great? Thank you, Quest Fanning. You dropped $2 in the tip jar. said to Justin's not being irregular. Oh, I'm very regular. <laughs> you should talk to this one over here. Yeah. We, was, oh, boy. We had uh, Indian curry last night a little bit late. He's so. hotboxing me up in this place. Yeah, it's pretty nasty up in here, right? Just be glad it's not smell-o-vision that has oh, been invented yet. Uh, Justin, uh, that was a great commercial. We made that yesterday. You were really excited to see how I was using artificial intelligence. I cannot believe... Well, first of all, that you put they, he put in one picture, and I was amazed to see that the AI could somehow get my face, the architecture of my face, in such a way that they could put me in different, you know, like head positions. Because mm-hmm. usually, like you know, in the old days, when you have like a picture, it's like face in the hole. I don't know if you ever went to that website. <laughs> yes, where it's like you get like a crappy. Little, it's like one picture, and it's like it looks the same all the time. And I just was amazed by what they could do. And, and some of the prompts that we use were so exciting. Like I, my favorite one was the the MGM musicals prompt that we'd made. Uh, we were like, make it look like an MGM musical, which of course I'm a freak for like these old MGM movies, you know. But we um, we wrote the script using ChatGPT. Yeah. We created the pictures of you using Mid Journey. And then we produced the video in Adobe Express. So like literally from beginning to end, it took us maybe a couple hours and we were just goofing around too while we were doing it. We could have done it faster to make that commercial, 30 second commercial to advertise petersonvoicestudio.com. I couldn't believe it. it. So for those of you out there who are musically inclined, or maybe you have a daughter or a niece or a nephew who are interested in singing, Justin does remote voice lessons from anywhere in the world. So if you're interested, you can contact him at petersonvoicestudio.com. Don't forget that it's S-E-N, petersonvoicestudio.com, if you're interested in taking lessons from my brother, JP. Yes. Amazing. I also do college audition coaching. So for kids that are like interested in musical theater and they want to go into college for musical theater, mm-hmm. uh, and they're high schoolers, mm-hmm. like usually like juniors, seniors in high school, if they want to go into college for musical theater, hit me up. Yes. Uh, uh, David Lee 180 over in the live stream says he looked like Freddie Mercury in the commercial. Yes. I said that yesterday. How brother. dare you? No, that's a good thing, Greta. Um, no, it's good because, you know, hey, I'll take that. Comp- oh, yeah. I'll take that comparison any day of the week. Fred, if you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. I'm joined on set and in studio for the very first time ever and maybe the last time ever 
my brother, Justin Peterson. What's up, JP? Well, hopefully not the last time. When are you ever going to come to Jefferson City and be on the show? Hey, listen, as long as Amtrak runs, I'll come down. The good news is, is that he will be a regular guest remotely every Friday here on the show. Freedom Family Friday is going to be a Peterson Bonanza. So if you like Justin, you want to hear more from him, don't forget to click that subscribe button if it's your first time listening. And come back and join us on Fridays at 8 a.m. Central. That's 9 a.m. Eastern time for all the Boston folks. East Coasters, Easty Coasties so that you can know what time to hang out with us on Fridays and hear JP. Okay, um, let's let's talk about the news of the day, Justin. We were watching this commercial. This is Nikki Haley, who's making a little bit of waves for her answer about civil war and the causes of the civil war. Take a listen. Please, um, what was the cause of the United States civil war? Well, don't come with an easy question or anything. I mean, I think the cause of the civil war was basically how government was going to run, the freedoms and what people could and couldn't do. What do you think the cause of the Civil War was? I mean, I think it always comes down to the role of government. We need to have capitalism. We need to have economic freedom. We need to make sure that we do all things so that individuals have the liberties, so that they can have freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom to do or be anything they want to be without government getting in the way. What do you want me to say about slavery? It's kind of a big, what the frick is she trying to do here? She did answer the question, right? I guess. um, Badly. (laughs) Yes. How is this even like not a, not like a, the easiest gimme that ever gimme in the gimmies? Like, well, come on. You know, she's running the Republican primary, and there are a lot of lost causers in the GOP these days, right? That are that are very much into the whole men went and fought and died for over a tariff, right? Like that's the kind of the new line these the days. South will rise again. Yeah. That whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's. Oh, I boy. mean, I mean, listen. Like you know, there's uh, rebellion against the federal government is a beautiful thing, but. Yeah. The problem with the whole it wasn't about slavery argument is that they all said we're leaving because of slavery. <laughs> the South were the ones who like we're leaving and we're taking our slaves with us and we're leaving because we want to keep slaves. Right. Also, Nikki Haley, all this talk about freedom. You know who didn't have freedom? Oh, the enslaved people. Well, but it's like it's like she's she she has in the past like come out like against Confederate flags. And like, I'm not I'm not sure that I've seen her say that we should be removing the Confederate memorials, which I don't think we should be doing, by the way. And I'm not a Confederate, mm. but I do think that like taking down the Arlington, like the the re what was the reunification monument at Arlington Cemetery? Mm. I think stuff like that is bad. I think that's a mm. bad idea. Like that was a the thing is is that like those the Confederate men, there were still Americans mm-hmm. because as Abraham Lincoln said, the states never officially seceded in the sense that they were just states in rebellion. And so, therefore, they were just Americans in rebellion. And therefore, when we reunited the country, they're Americans. Right. And, and so, you know, the whole idea was that, and, and Andrew Johnson screwed up, um, what do you call it? Uh, re uh, unification, what do you call it? There was the word for it reconstruction. Reconstruction, yeah, yeah. Horribly. Andrew Jackson? Yeah. Andrew Johnson. Oh, Johnson. Johnson. Okay. He was the president after uh, Lincoln. Oh. oh. Uh, and, and, and so, this country never really healed fully from the wounds of the Civil War. Well, there's a lot of people in the North who think they didn't go far enough, you know, with with you know beating on them Southerners, you know, right. to do all that stuff. For sure, know. for sure, they they you know they did and they didn't, right? I mean, it's kind of like, um, but I mean, didn't Jefferson Davis in the document? Didn't it wasn't there Jefferson Davis wrote a document that was basically saying, yeah, we did it for slavery. I mean, like he, he yeah. comes out clear, crystal sure. clear. Well, that and of course, and and the the vice president of the Confederacy, Valen Dingham, I think was his name, wrote uh, the Cornerstone speech. 
which said, and you and I have, I think, talked about this, where he's, he talked about how uh, we are thoroughly identified with the, the institution of chattel slavery. Mm. Um, but in that, too, he also made certain economic um, arguments, um, arguments yeah. as well, which libertarians or, de, you know, people who are uh, decentralists mm-hmm. might find appealing, right, in terms of how we fund our bridges, for right. example, and things like that, which had nothing to do with slavery. Well, it's like, yeah, it's just, it's like, why did the Titanic sink? You know, it's like, well, you can't say because there was water. The water got in. The water got in. I the mean, boat. it's like the most dumb argument. Like it's like just the stupidest well, way to. People who say that it wasn't about slavery. These are people who ignore Harper's Ferry. Uh, they ignore Uncle Tom's Cabin. Mm. They ignore Nat Turner's Rebellion. Right? They're ignoring all the fugitive slave uprisings. They're ignoring the Underground Railroad. Well, when the Haitian slave uprising occurred in the, what, 1700s or, or late 1700s? Against the French, wasn't it? Ter- yeah, against the French. Terrified the American Southerners. Mm-hmm. Terrified them. Mm-hmm. Because that was the thing that frightened them more than anything, that the slaves would revolt. and Because they didn't they didn't play. Like, right. When they revolted, they were cutting off heads. They were killing babies. Like, mm-hmm. it was... Yeah, it was the same with Nat Turner's Rebellion as well, right? It was yeah. pretty, very brutal. Yeah. And, and same with uh, John Brown at, at mm. Harper's... John Brown's tactic against i mean bleeding kansas for god's mm-hmm. sakes right so to say that the civil war wasn't about slavery or that southern you know people like well they were poor and they didn't know slaves they weren't going to fight for it like you underestimate how petty and and cruel and vindictive mm-hmm. you know the average person can be oh <laughs> for sure so anyways uh valendingham that's a porn name says heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Nikki Haley, Naga, Nagahina, Naga, Naga, never going to be president. Oh, man. Just She's the only Republican that I would not vote for out of all of the candidates who are running right now. Hmm. At, at, this, at this point, I, I like Vivek Ramaswamy. I know he's not going to win. Donald Trump is definitely going to win. Um, Chris Christie, I mean, I would probably hold my nose and vote for him. But You, know, you said something, I think it's a couple of weeks ago, you said something along the lines of, um, you know, People criticizing uh, Vivek because they're saying, oh, well, you know, he just says what I want to hear. And you said, yeah, that's because so many politicians say what I don't want to hear. You know, yeah, it's like it's kind of nice to have a politician who says things I like hearing rather than things I don't want to hear all the time. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the funny thing, because if people are like, well, Austin, Vivek's only telling you what you want to hear. But like literally nobody, almost nobody believes what I believe. Right. Like a secular libertarian Republican who like is not, you know, not religious, who is pro-life, all right? Like there, there are like 10 of us. There are dozens of us, dozens, yeah. right? So if somebody's telling me what I want to hear, and, and then it's uh, something's weird because I am not the majority of people. But also whoever won a campaign telling people what they don't want to hear. Like mm-hmm. did anybody ever run president and say, oh, millions of people heard what they didn't want to hear and they voted for the guy. It's mm-hmm. like, did that ever happen? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Is that- for sure. Well, but speaking of like people who tell me what I want to hear, Javier Malay. Oh my, oh god. my god, your boyfriend. Apparently, my boyfriend, yes. Your boyfriend. <laughs> your Spanish boyfriend. So while all the conservatives over yes, my Spanish boyfriend, all the conservatives were arguing over the calendar outrage over the weekend, which we are going to revisit when Camelia comes and joins us at 8 a.m. Um, while all the conservatives, I mean, literally over Christmas, people were arguing over this conservative calendar. And I was like, I was not getting into any drama on Christmas Day, okay? But I was getting retweeted by Javier Malay. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, like, literally when that happened, I was like, everybody stay calm. Stay yeah. Calm. yeah. 
Calm down. Also, I have to say, it wasn't like it was like a one time. I was surprised he wasn't slipping into your DMs, bro. I know. Like, I he's like, would you like to come to Argentina to help yeah, us? Yeah, pretty much. You want to be in my cabinet? Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it was on Christmas Day or the day before or day after or whatever, but like Javier Malay retweeted me four times in one day. The, the multiple tweets, baby. Yeah. And then he like retweeted me again the other day, and then he retweeted me again yesterday. Oh, man. And I was just like, I'm just like, what is going on in Argentina? What is going on? I, I just, thought only women were capable of multiple tweets. But evidently not. Oh, God. It can go four times. He tweeted, me. He tweeted me over and, and over and over. I just... <laughs> I love it. Uh, yes. Uh, so Malay is probably a shoe in for one of the hottest libertarians. So the hottest libertarians. List I mean, next put him on the calendar, like just wearing like a, I don't know, a, a sash or yes, something. Yes, for sure. For those of you who are big Javier Malay fans, don't forget, we do have an awesome Viva la Libertad Carajo shirt available at apforlibertyshop.com. apforlibertyshop.com is your one-stop shopping for all of your patriotic merchandise. Make sure you check them out as well as our delicious founding flavors coffee justin how's the coffee this morning huh hey, uh, so i had to do an honest review because yeah five stars no i'm just kidding uh no we had i'd never tasted this coffee before and i know you got me a box for christmas i haven't had a chance to open it up yet yeah. so i wanted to make sure that i was as close to the show time to like taste the coffee good coffee yes and i'm a person i really like italian coffee like lavazza is like my go-to mm -hmm. which i had on a cruise once and i was like okay this is my favorite coffee but this is actually really really good and so i'm really anxious to like try the other ones you know to give it like a more you know I'll, I'll send you home with a couple more boxes give me a whole like yeah care package like with with some excelsior wrapped in excelsior yeah house. yeah we'll make sure that you get to try some of them because i, I don't remember which one i gave you maybe it was thomas's painkiller that's my number one favorite but jeffersonian java is up there franklin's electric elixir i'll send you home with a couple boxes yeah you gave me the pain one because you know thomas Payne is my homeboy you know me, mm -hmm. I, I love me some thomas Payne yeah. for sure you can get those coffees exclusively at apforlibertyshop.com stephanie and i are really focusing on 2024 with the business with the shop um and what we're really hoping for that people will do is to buy a monthly subscription to coffee and here's the way that i would think about this because obviously we are a little bit pricey compared to like folgers or what have you but here's the thing if you compare us online to other coffees that you have shipped when you when you factor in shipping we're actually just a little bit less expensive than many of the major brands and many of the premium brands and we are a premium brand this is not like this is not your like dollar store you know coffee shop coffee this is premium delicious coffee so what i would consider it is if you're a big supporter of me and the show and you've been thinking of a great way to help support what Austin and Stephanie and my brother Justin are all part of this enterprise to help the Peterson family out. You become a monthly subscriber to the Coffee Club, then uh, you're helping to support our Wake Up America show endeavors, helping us to grow and spread the message of liberty. So that's the way I would look at it, too, is it like you get something in return, right? You make a contribution to the show and you get some delicious coffee back. So I would highly recommend that you head over to AP for Liberty Shop today. Sign up for a monthly coffee subscription. For those of you who haven't tried it yet, try a box today, right? Have one shipped. If you buy two or three boxes, the savings stack up. So make sure that you get that discount. You can get it ground or whole bean delivered right to your door. Delicious Founding Flavors coffee exclusively at apforlibertyshop.com. Stop spending money on corporations that hate you. Starbucks takes your money and uses it to send their employees to go get abortions. Black Rifle Coffee, the quote-unquote conservative coffee company, through Kyle Rittenhouse under the bus. So stop spending your money on people who hate you and take your money and use it against your principles. Spend it on people who care about what you do, 
who are real, tried and true, tested Midwesterners who love America and love freedom, and will use your money to advance your causes. So there you go, ap4libertyshop.com. Grant, he wants that espresso. We're getting there soon. Uh, don't worry about it. Um, mm. Let's see, what else do we have in the rundown for today? Let's see. Uh, did you want to talk about, let's see, what do I have? Oh, okay, we talked about Javier Malay. Can we just, let's let's put a button on this conversation. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up with a bow here. Javier Malay is not like Donald Trump. He is not like, like, um, Geert Wilders. He is not like the other populists, the, the, the prime minister of Italy, uh, for example. He is not like the other populists around the world because Javier Malay believes in free trade. Mm. Javier Malay is not going to put import tariffs on his people. Javier Malay is going to advance true free market economics. What we are seeing in Argentina is something that you and I other than perhaps, and the closest to it would have been like the fall of the Berlin Wall, mm. with the difference that Russia didn't immediately go libertarian. Right. Javier is taking Argentina from full-blown, uh, don't cry for me, Argentina, <laughs> Vita Peronism, you know, socialism, <laughs> right? Hugo Chavism, right? Into like Murray Rothbard, Friedrich Hayek, Austin Peterson, right. libertarianism. This is an experiment, and it's something that the world has never seen before, and we'll probably never again see in our lifetime something like this, mm -hmm. right? A rare thing. That's why I was telling you yesterday. I was like, "Please, God, like, you know, he needs good lieutenants because if he's ever killed, mm -hmm. which I'm afraid he will be, and I think Donald Trump probably will be, um, yikes, then there will be no one to sort of carry the torch for Javier because he's so unique, and it's so rare to find someone who is a leader." who is, there are a lot of liber people who will like claim the libertarian mantle, mm -hmm. but who, you know, they don't know, you know, Hayek from Hole in the Wall, right? Yeah. They don't really truly understand the principles. Javier understands the principles. He's an economist. He can bring these reforms about because he actually understands what price controls, wage right. controls, what socialism is, what central planning is. And he's already, you know, he's already says that the people who are blocking the streets down there they're going to have their welfare removed, right? Mm. You're allowed to protest, he says, and the, the, they're already calling me a fascist. Right? Oh, I know, it's so stupid. Right, because they, these people, they call everything a fascist. They don't right. understand what it is. And you had a theory on this, why, like, we've gone so far, why Jews have become so left, right, why, why this country has gone so left as a response to national socialism, right? When we were watching the Nazi documentaries with Dad the other day, right? Yeah, what did I say? I forgot. Well, you said that you think that the reason why people have gone so far left was oh, a reaction. it's an overcorrection. Yeah, Explain it's that. an overcorrection. Mm -hmm. No, I think a lot of the a lot of the theoretical underpinnings of a lot of the very far left radical um, leftist philosophies mm -hmm. came as a reaction to Hitler and saying, you know, we can never let this happen again. This can never be allowed to happen again. So the pendulum swing swung the other direction. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's, I think, what it, it's, you know, history has a long arc, right? Um, and I think that the the trauma of the Second World War was such that uh, people were like, we can never, this can never be allowed to happen again. And rightly so, obviously. But I don't, you know, people, it, but in all things, people always overcorrect. You mm -hmm. know, it's like there's always an overcorrection. Um, you know, the thing is, too, like talking about your libertarian policies and everything, you know, uh, Yogi Berra used to have this really great quote, which was, um, in theory, there's no difference between theory and practice, but in practice, there is, right? So, and I always love that as a teacher, because, you know, there's lots of convoluted theories about teaching voice or, you know, whatever. And it's like, it doesn't really matter until it's, you know, you're teaching the person in front of you. It's like, that's when it matters. So I'm really hoping that, you know, for your guys' case with the libertarian, you know, theories and philosophies, you know, 
put them into practice, you know, because it's really only by testing something that you're really going to see, okay, does that work? And that's really where the metal, you know, the rubber meets the road, as far as I'm concerned, you know, um, and I think that's one of the things like when people criticize libertarianism, that's what they criticize most. What I see most is that it's all these like theories of how things should be. It's more of an ought than an is, mm. that makes sense? Mm, yes. And so now we, you know, I think with this Javier Malay, we have an opportunity to look at and see the is, right, rather than the ought. Right. Absolutely. So this and there, that's why some libertarians were very nervous about Javier Malay, because if he fails, people will use this as an example of of, hey, libertarian ideas can't work. Right. right. But if he succeeds, yep. if Javier Malay succeeds and, and Argentina turns around, people don't know that in the early 1900s, before World War One, it was like around 1908. Argentina's economy was competing with the United States, mm. right? The, 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 they have so many natural resources in that country, mines, and, and, and they can make wine, and they can, they can, they've got gold, and they've got silver, and they've got so much in Argentina that they can make use of that they could become an economic powerhouse if they didn't have mismanage their economy. Uh, and so if he is successful, I think that it, we may see like, there's always the fear of the, the what they called during the Cold War, the domino effect of countries falling to communism. We may see South American countries falling towards libertarianism or more a more liberal form of, of capitalism. Now, there was Jair Bolsonaro, I believe, of Brazil, mm -hmm. if I, if I, think I that's remember, right. who I think was, that right. yeah. was more of a, an economic populist, right? But And then there was another, Nayib Bukele, in another South American country. I can't remember what which one it was, uh, Belize or forgetting uh, which one it is, but he was more, he actually converted, made Bitcoin legal tender in his country. So, so there is a, there is an awakening that's happening in the world and, and not quite as far yet towards really our principles in the United States or in like the Netherlands, for example, Geert Wilders, I wouldn't say is a libertarian, but one of the things that's really wakening people up to is the question and, and people are changing their minds on. I saw an old friend of mine, Jeffrey Tucker has changed his mind on the question of mass immigration and open borders. The immigration question is now starting to make people, well, perhaps more reactionary, but also you were asking this question the other day. Why is the push from the left to flood oh, countries yeah. with illegal migrants? Right, I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, what's the, you know, what, what, what's the incentive? I mean, and I know people have like pat answers, right? They'll say, enter jobs. But like, I, I'm really like, wh who wins? Mm -hmm. That's my question. Who wins? And why would government want that? Right. Because I was saying, too, like a lot of times when people come from like, let's say, his, let's say Hispanic Southern American countries, they're Catholics. So they're going to bring their Catholicism probably with them. They're not going to probably trend uh, liberal. They're going to go more conservative. Mm -hmm. Same as the Cubans. Right. Like in Florida, when mm -hmm. Trump, mm -hmm. you know, when Trump was winning uh, Florida and parts of the Cuban community in Florida were voting for Trump. You know, it was so funny because it was like watching Cubans turn white in real time. Right. It's like. They became, it was like real, they just suddenly stopped being Hispanics and now they're, they're loud now white. Um, Cause that's really what happened. Like on the news programs, you know, like they started to say, oh, the whites. And it's like, they're not white, they're Cuban. So um, they're conservative and they've also seen communism. So it's like, you know, they've, their first world experiences of that. So uh, I, yeah, I just, as far as immigration goes, I'm like, I don't understand like what's, where's the, where's the win? You know what I mean? What's the win for just letting fat people just come in? Like with no nothing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Vivek Ramaswamy uh, in the debates said, said, you know, we need to become come out straight and say that this is the great replacement theory is not a is not some white nationalist or white supremacist conspiracy theory. 
it is the stated policy of the Democratic people. And people were like, oh, he's, you know, what was his name? Van Jones on CNN mm -hmm. was saying, this guy, he's not like Trump. He's going to be around for like 20, 30, 40 more years, this demagogue. He's like, I was shaking, Van Jones says, I was shaking from what he says. But then Vivek posted a video of Van Jones where Van Jones was saying specifically, we want white people to be okay with becoming a minority in their mm -hmm. own country. Mm -hmm. well, basically, it's hard to ask people to do that, but that's what we're asking, is we're asking white people to become a minority mm -hmm. in the United States, which sounds to me like they For, want to replace you, yes. I mean, yeah. yeah. If it quite mom used to say, if it looks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, <laughs> it's probably a duck. <laughs> yeah. What would Joe Biden America say? is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, put, put, If you're just tuning in to the Wake Up America show, good morning. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. We're glad and grateful to have you here. I've got my brother, Justin Peterson, on the show with me today, JP. We're glad to have him here on set. He's going to be a regular guest on the show starting on Fridays uh, at 8 a.m. Central, Freedom Family Friday. Justin Peterson will join us live at 8 a.m. Not this week, because he's here with us today. Um, so we'll have him on next week, next Friday morning. We're looking forward to um, looking forward to having Justin as a regular guest on the show. If you're enjoying the content that you're watching this morning, we'd love to have you be a regular uh, guest as well. Why don't you come and join us by clicking that subscribe button on the Rumble chat, the live feed. We'd love to have you come back and join us every Monday through Friday here on the show from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time, uh, where we stream this show. It's a great way to start the day, find out what's going on in the world, and to make friends because... The live stream, and Justin and I were talking about this last night, just how welcoming and friendly everybody is. I love your people, Austin. You yeah. have great people. Like, all the people in the chat are always so, you know, great and uh, funny, you know, yeah. and they just, they're a great crew to wake up with. So yeah, they awesome. are. I mean, we really do pride ourselves, Stephanie and I, on building healthy communities. It would be easier to just let everybody in and never mm -hmm. tell anybody to shut up. Or, and, and, and Right, exactly. Let everyone in. Let everybody in. Have open borders, That's right? You see? Uh, but we try, and it's not like, we don't like censor people for speech, but if you come in here and you're spamming or you're being yeah. hate, really hateful and obnoxious to people, you're making, you're making the environment worse, then you're going to get kicked out. And yeah. that makes us smaller. But we like to think of ourselves as like a friendly, healthy, safe place to come and hang out and to share ideas and to make friends. And you know what? That's, that's yeah, what it is. doesn't mean like echo chamber. It just yeah. means like, don't be a dick, mm -hmm. you know? I don't know if you can say that on television. No, you can say that okay. on you can say that okay. on streams. Okay. Andy Opperman says, "I got to tell you, my work really interferes with my participation here." Uh, get another job, yeah, right? Pesky phone keeps going off. Andy's one of our biggest supporters. Oh, I know. On the I always show. see him supporting the show. Yeah. We appreciate him very much. Thank you for that. Robbie Theremin, also a big supporter, giggles and retired. He says, <laughs> "Must be nice." We got a lot going on today. We're going to talk to Camelia Peterson in about twenty minutes. No, oh God. What? No, God, please, no, no! Yes, her. We're going to hear from Camelia, uh, but uh, we're, today we're going to talk about the conservative calendar outrage with Camelia here in about 20 minutes. So if you're looking forward to a conversation about that, we can't wait to hear what Camelia has to say. No sex, please. We're conservatives. Uh, we'll talk about that with Camelia in about 20 minutes. We've also got lots more great topics. We've been talking about the immigration thing. We'll probably continue on to, about that a little bit later. But um, uh, I've got this video of this chick that ever was going viral last week before Christmas. Everybody was talking about it, where she talks about the feminism leaving her body. Oh, geez, Louise. Let's listen to hear what she has to say. Guys, I went on a date this week, and I felt the feminism leaving my body. I live on the east side of L.A., and if you don't know what that means, it's sort of like the artsier part of L.A., you know, it's 
is people say it's like Brooklyn and New York. Like, so I go on dates with a lot of men and women who- First question, what the hell with those eyebrows? What the hell? You know, live over here. There's always a negotiation about who pays and that's great. I like to pay for people, all that. Lies. But what I will say is that I sort of fell into going on a date with the most guy's guy I've ever been on a date with. And he's from West West, you know, Santa Monica. He's a bro, right? A guy's guy is usually not my type. Like, I cannot remember the last time that I went on a date with, like, a straight bros bro. You know what I'm saying? But it befell me. It befell me in an organic fashion. So I'm on this date with this guy. And the thing about a guy's guy is he's putting his card down. He's paying for everything. And I really just it sort of activated something feral in me. I'm not going to lie. He went to like another bar and he went, he was going to go to the bathroom. So I was getting prepared to pay for our drinks because he's been paying all night. Of course, I'm going to pay for the next round. But as he's going to leave for the bathroom, he turns to me and he hands me his credit card and he goes, here's my card. Get us whatever. <laughs> it might be time for me to get away from all these, you know, liberal snowflakes on the east side. <laughs> Okay. Uh, Here's all I gotta say. Give your reaction to it. Here's my reaction. You ready? Just real quickly. My first big question is, girl, what app did you meet this boy on? Okay. (laughs) Could you? I mean, like, was it Tinder? Was it Bumble? Was it Plenty of Fish? Like Hinge? Like, where did you? Where did you find this guy? You know? Because there, you obviously have to vet them before. You know, you go on a date with them, right? You got to see at least something about them. So I'm always like, where, okay, where did y'all meet? Here's what I want to say. All right. And first of all, I got to say thank you to Quest for dropping $2 in the tip jar. Thank you. He says he has a friend who escaped Cuba and showed them the ration cards and told us what the markings meant. They talked about how rations would be reduced, really brought home the scarcity. That's a Mm. great story. Thank Mm, you, Quest. mm. We'll talk about that too a little bit later. Look at them fucking brows, says Studio 304. <laughs> yes. Well, she's also in a community where she's probably surrounded by a lot of gay dudes, bro. Well, here's the thing. She's like a bro's bro from West Los Angeles. From West Los Angeles. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's one thing. The second thing is, is it, see, and Camelia's already nailed it. She says, so apparently all it takes is paying for drinks, LOL. Notice, notice that the only, that the, 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 the one thing that could get her to abandon feminism was money. Money. Right. Which shows a stereotype there, not a good stereotype no, for women. No, and then and then two that it that that was the only thing that convinced her that she was perhaps not a feminist. It wasn't as if they had some conversation about principles or ideals or right. anything like that. She is showing that she is merely that she is for sale. Totally, because it wasn't even about that he was a bro's bro. Because right. like, well, I'm not going to date this guy. But it was only when the money came out that she was like, wait a minute. I love the I love thinking about it because she says she dates girls. I love th- I love to see I love it to see another like two girls. I would love to see what happens when the bill comes when two girls are on a date. Oh, they probably split it. <laughs> Shit, I kid, they probably sit there and stare at that bill. Are you serious? Oh my god. Oh, there was no. this okay, so there's this video going around where it was an all women club. All all women. Yep. Okay. And they were all sitting in a line, not okay. dancing, and there were not a single bottle or a drink on any of the tables. These women, because no one was buying their drinks. Oh, Nobody was dude. buying their bottles. Nobody was doing. They were all just sitting there. It looked like the most boring shit ever. Oh my ever. god, Margaret Cho used to have this shtick where she talked about working the gay lesbian cruises. You know yes. the lesbian cruises, mm-hmm. and she she said the lesbians would get very very jealous. She'd be like, "Are you looking at her or her or her or her or her or her?" You know, and then she's like, "Yeah, and we all got on the same cycle." And you're like, "You know, all the women." Uh, and uh, yeah, so I love this. I bet you. 
Jealousy. Jealousy. Yeah, I like Levin214 who says, bad choice just giving your card to her and telling her to buy whatever. Yeah, like right. I would not on some first date no. give my credit card to some strange woman, especially not with those eyebrows, right? I, I mean, mean clearly, yeah, well, yeah, groom thyself. Person you have no idea, right? And um, so, so here's the thing, like it's... But also like real masculinity is like, it's sorry, it's sexy. Just like real femininity is sexy. Go off, go off, King. No. <laughs> No, I just think like there's something that we're not acknowledging in, you know, sexual attraction that we do find that attractive. Not only like, women and men find a masculine men sexually attractive. No, not not straight dudes. Okay. You get, right, you get it. You get it. Not straight dudes. But like, <laughs> but like, yeah, there's something to be said for it. I mean, there's a reason why, like, especially gay publications are so filled with buff, hot dudes, you know? Um, it's just, you can't, it's, you know, but it's the same with feminine women. Why remind me sometimes to tell you about my, my, testosterone steroid story which is just wild um maybe we'll have time uh okay tell, okay i want you to tell that story pause the room. i found the picture so sneak a peek over here right oh. this is the photo from a recently opened only women's nightclub okay so here they're look at them all sitting there in a line right nobody's dancing nobody's drinking look not a single bottle on the table no alcohol or anything like that they're all just waiting they're all just waiting for now, something to happen. I gotta turn this upside down because yeah, go ahead. I have a lot of wonderful straight friends of mine, guys, right? Straight guy friends mm -hmm. who will go to gay bars because the guys buy them drinks. You know, the guys are like, "This is awesome! I get to go in. Dudes buy me drinks." Yes. I mean, the worst thing you got to do is maybe say, "Hey, thanks for the drink." You know. Yeah. So it's like I just love that this is like the, the, the straight dudes are doing the opposite, where they're going to the gay bars and they're getting all the, they're getting laid without down with all the drinks. You know, so. The, <laughs> Here's a video Justin shared with me about this topic. Oh, yeah, I love this. Until one time, so I never used to understand why women were attracted to, like, firefighters and policemen and operators, you know, like, real rugged men. Until one time, I was on Curlin, and they asked if anybody would like to help the PJs, pararescue, with their final activity. And I said, of course, it gets me out of work. So they hand you a casualty cards and these clothes covered in blood, and mine said I was missing my leg below my knee, and I had a gasping chest wound, right? So I'm laying there, like, ugh, against the wall, and I watch this group of, like, 12 rugged men run into this house, and one makes eye contact with me. He runs in, slides up, grabs my casualty card, looks at it, looks at me, and goes, I'm gonna get you out of here. Don't you worry. Oh, sir! What the fuck, man? And then you pick me up like I don't weigh anything, and you carry me out of the building? I was 100% straight when I walked in here on my day off from work. And now I'm all like, you know, I don't, I don't get it. Cracks <laughs> me up. Oh, God. I'm just saying, you know, I'm just saying. Also, I've also, I've talked about this too, where like, you know, you get like an alpha dude like that, right? And then all like the more beta dudes kind of hang out with him. And you know why? Because the alpha dude is a magnet for chicks, bro. Oh, yeah. And like the oh, bait yeah. and the betas might be able to pick up on some of those, you know, other ladies. Yeah, you know, there, I tell you, there's, um, there's a lot. So dudes know who hot dudes are. That's it's what I'm true. trying to say. It's true. It's true. Um, God, man, Stephanie and I were just talking to my old buddy Luke the other day about my college experience, and we had this mutual friend who hated my guts, and it was just he. It, I never did anything to wrong him, but he despised me. Uh, and it was in large part because he, he hated the the competition for women. Mm -hmm. And and it was like, it, but instead of working together, like to go out and get girls, right. he was like, he would, he worked against me, like tried to undermine me. Right? right. And it was like, it was sad because like a lot of men, they don't understand how to do that. Most straight men, and this is like a long, longer conversation we'll try and avoid. We're going to get to the conservative girls calendar here in yeah. just a couple minutes. 
Um, but the a lot of like straight men, you're not you can't help them get women because men mm. who are not good at getting women, they will drag you down. This is why you also have to have gay friends. If you have a good gay male yes. friend who is because gay men love women, it's right? True. And they love to be around women. So if you can hook up with a, a gay dude the best, platonically. The best thing to do <laughs> Yeah, a, a gay guy does help, however, because it shows that, like, you know, that you're liberal, right? But but also, um, it's if you can find a beautiful woman who is an actual friend. Right. Because women, more than anything, love social proof. Social proof. If you have a beautiful woman who is your friend, yep. and you can actually have a platonic friend, and she has approved of you, right? and somebody else, and if, if a woman sees you with a beautiful woman at a bar, and you're spending your time talking to her instead of their, your beautiful friend, she's going to be like, whoa, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, wow. Like, you know, we don't have to go into, like, advanced game that's, or That's like a that. world I just, yeah, I've never, you know, I mean. Like you're in, it's a straight world. I'm not playing on the Atari 2600. You know what I mean? I'm not, I've, I've upgraded. To the second gen, that's like, Genesis does what Nintendo don't. Uh... Uh, good morning to all of our friends here on the Wake Up America show. We're glad to have you here. Have you done us the favor of clicking that like button yet? If you haven't, please do so. And if it's your first time watching the Wake Up America show, do me a favor. Click the subscribe button so that you can come back and join us here every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. We stream the, Amer the Wake Up America show live. Um, we're right-wing libertarian Republicans, classical liberals, free market people. Uh, we believe in freedom. So if you were one of those people who during COVID-19 got turned off by all the authoritarianism in the country and your your eyes were awakened for your eyes of, for, for, you know, the, for seeing the glory of God, you're in the right place, right? We, we love freedom. We love open dialogue and debate, free speech. We love the Second Amendment here. We love uh, all of the Bill of Rights, as a matter of fact. And I'm sitting here on the set with my brother, Justin Peterson, who's joining us for the very first time on set. Live. Live. In the flesh. And, you know, you also like conservative ladies in kitchens. I mean, that's... We do. You know, or libertarian ladies in kitchens. They are, they are many of them conservative. Now, oh, okay. Josie is a libertarian, right? So this is the conservative calendar. Right. And this is going to be a good setup for the calendar crew that we're going to talk about here. But some conservatives were very upset, right? Abby Libby... She posted that the conservative calendar doesn't feature any pregnant women or photos of women with their kids because it was never actually about real women or conservative values, just sex appeal. No. I've never ever in my life heard of anyone doing a pregnant woman calendar. <laughs> like, I don't, I mean, I, listen, beautiful thing, right? Women having babies is a beautiful thing. But like, I don't know that it's an it's an aesthetic. She says like, it go features for. married women marketed to dads. We all know it. Enough gaslighting. Oh no, that sounds like a Mary Sue wrote that. Yes, yeah. yes. So up first is Miss January. So Seth Weathers, I guess, had a big hand in uh, in getting this together. It's like it's just to sell this ultra cons like light conservative beer or whatever it is. Right? Fine. Right? We all love the not Bud Light. Not Bud Light. It's, the, it's like the answer to Bud Light, right? So they posted Miss January, and, you know, she's got a great set of tatas, right? That's not bad. But, you know, the makeup's getting caked on a little bit too much. I was never into blondes, always redheads, right? So, like, you know. You know can I take, you know, just real quick, because what I'm thinking yeah, about ahead, it is, like, I always think, you know, these people that are so upset, I'm like, y'all do remember World War II and all the pinup girls, right? Like, do they remember? Those were real men. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Those but were like, real men who liked conservative pinup. They liked they like the beautiful. They, kind of, it, listen, beautiful women won us the war. Okay. So can we just like have a moment for the beautiful women? Well, and yes, yes. And well, and here's the thing. Like, you know, we've got to, you know, conservatives are, we were talking about this in the truck on the way here. Conservatives are always complaining about the birth 
rate, low. the birth yeah. rates being low. They're always complaining down, right? And then, and then they're, but they're like, but it, we want sex only within the confines of marriage. Okay, well, most people are getting divorced this, these days, right? And even if you dispute that and say, well, those statistics may be skewed, right? A large percentage of people are getting divorced, right? So it's like, when did you want to, if you don't want you to be white replaced by the, the immigrants, not you want that, people but... have kids, but it's like, they're, they're going to have to have sex. It doesn't also reflect the data we have on how teenagers are having sex either. Like, it's just not reality. Yes. You know, it's just not reality. Um, human beings are going to do what human beings do. And we can say, well, it should be this way. Well, like, should, sure. We should. There's lots of things that should be, but they aren't. So it's, yeah, I don't know. The, the whole sexual repression thing is just like, there's a difference between sexy and salacious, I think. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah, like, yeah. I love sexy. Sexy yeah. is fun because yeah. it's flirty. It's like, oh, there's just enough of it there to yeah, be like a little bit of ankle, little naughty. And yeah. you're like, oh, you're titillated, which I, I am a big fan of because I'm always like, okay, I got to go. Can I go full tilt and rogue? Yeah, go. Okay. So, like, my thing that always gets me is on these apps, you know, these apps. And I know ladies have this, you have this problem where dudes will just send you their junk and, you know, and it's like, it's, it's for me, it's like an issue of like, How it's undeserved. You? junk it's like you didn't have to work for the junk you just got the junk up front so it's like for me with this whole sexual thing i'm like you want to feel like you've earned it you don't want to feel like someone just is like here's my product you're like it's like christmas presents that no one wrapped right you're just like uh, well hold, there's, where's the mystery okay, where's so, the magic so, so sorry so queen that's good it's good it's terrible queen of the trad cons ali best ducky and her and i we have kind of jousted in the past um, she says, you can probably guess what I think about a calendar branded for conservative dads filled with pictures of women, many of them married and many of them are scantily clad, hate it. I also find the discourse ridiculous, she says, as if we're all supposed to pretend that we don't understand the purpose of a calendar of posed full body pictures of women. You can call me a prude, we will, puritanical, we will, mm -hmm. or jealous of these women's beauty, you are, whatever makes you feel better. I just don't see the value in marketing what's basically, in some photos, soft porn. <laughs> Oh, but you know, Allie would buy the conservative men calendar. Sure, sure yeah. Like, oh, look at Ben Shapiro. <laughs> you know? Oh my God, Matt Walsh is so sexy. Look at his beard and his hairy chin. Oh my God, I love it. Oh, she says flannel. she's not trying to cause drama. Sure you are. Whatever. Sure you are. Right? She says, I'm aware there may be bigger, bigger battles, but I happen to know there are many Christian conservatives who share the same perspective behind the scenes, and I want to give them a voice. The polarization between Christian and secular conservatism is only going to grow, my friends, so buckle up. You're right. And uh, not everybody who is a conservative is Christian and not Thank everybody you. has to be. And Thank you. you know, it is actually true that we do have freedom from religion in this country oh as much as freedom of religion, right? That's one of the worst mistakes they ever made. I think in the 1980s when they made that whole moral majority with with oral They had to. Face. It was a response to, to communism, to atheistic communism. So all, all Well, the no, it was a voting block. I think yeah. the, like the Republican conservatives really got into the if court because Christians were yeah. not... Listen, I think I sent you a couple months ago the, the platform of the Baptist Church on abortion the 1970s, what the was Southern it? Baptist, which was like, oh, we're okay with abortion in the really? cases. Of, yes, you got it's 1973. You can find it online, but it had to do with like, no, oh yeah, no, it would be, it would read like a liberal. Uh, I, what the Southern Baptist Church believed in the 1970s about abortion is basically what I. That's today. wild. That's yeah. wild. I would not expect that. But anyways, no, they just here's the thing. Like it, a lot of it's clout, clout chasing, right? They're, yeah. And they're a lot of it's larping as trad cons, right? Because here's the thing, if you're really a traditional conservative and you're a woman, get off the internet, right? I don't oh my gosh. Here's the thing, like traditional conservative women do not talk to men and give their advice and opinions, like if they're not their husbands, right? I don't want to, if you're a traditional conservative woman, I don't want to hear your opinion about 
politics and news and things like yes. that. Why do I, not you, permit I, a woman I, to speak? I want if I if I want exactly if I want to hear your opinions, I'll hear them through your husband, right? Who is the leader of your household, and you have a responsibility and a job that is not going out there into the world, into the dangerous fallen world and trying to, you know, get us savages out there. I mean, it's the logical conclusion. Uh, no, but it's the, it's but logic. For, You're using logic. Right. But since we're not conservatives on the right. show, we are libertarians and we love calendars. I, I'm i a libertine. I'm a little bit, maybe a little more socially conservative than my brother. I don't know. Uh, but Probably. I both believe in freedom. Like conservative calendars don't outrage me, but maybe no. they maybe they do outrage our next guest, Camelia Peterson. Oh, no. Who's joining us live in less than five when we get back. Let's hear what Camelia thinks about the conservative calendar outrage on the Wake Up America show at wakeupamericashow.com. Don't go away. Good morning. Rise in freedom. I'm Austin Peterson. You're watching and listening to the Wake Up America Show at wakeupamericashow.com. We're back. Hope you had a merry little Christmas and a happy new year. I certainly did. Had a great time hanging out with the family at the family farm in Peculiar, Missouri. It's kind of a yearly tradition. I don't think that in 42 years I have ever missed Christmas at home with my family. I think I don't think that there's ever been a Christmas that I've not been at the farm because I love to spend time with my family, of whom which one member of is joining me now, Justin Peterson, live and on set. Justin, have you ever missed a Christmas? I missed a Christmas. What did you miss? A COVID Christmas. Oh, that's right. That's right. I had to do it online. I did it all online. Mm -hmm. Let me just tell you. Well, that's right. That sucks. It doesn't hit. It doesn't hit the same. That's right. That was because that was the year Stephanie and I got engaged. I know. I had to watch it on television. Yeah, you weren't there. Wow. That was sad. That was sad. You know, my sister you. was sadder. Mm -hmm. Jody was sadder than anybody, really. Yeah. She was devastated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we love having Petersons uh, with us together. Petersons together, Petersons is love. But there are other Petersons in the world. That's how they got in. They got in. But they go by the S-O-N moniker, whereas oh. we are S-E-N. So we're not related. But we still claim them as friends of the show. Every Tuesday and Thursday, Camelia Peterson joins us. How's it going? Looking like a street walking tramp there. What the hell is that? Hi, CJ. I put my red lipstick on, especially Ooh. for this segment. Oh, wow. <laughs> outrage, outrage, <laughs> outrage. But, but, but notice I am properly covered up. Well, Alibeth Stucky won't tweet angry things at you. Let's talk about the queen, kings and queens of trad cons in, in just a moment. But can we still bask in my glory for just a moment here? Yes. And, and, and Javier Malay retweeting me like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, uh, like every time you would show me that, I'm like, oh. <laughs> like you, vicarious, you know, for me. Like, you got to know that, like, my haters online are hating that for sure, mm. big time. You know, totes jelly. And I'm just like, because let's, let's be fair. Javier Malay, he is my type of libertarian all the way, right? No doubt. I mean, like, everybody knows how I feel about it. It's like, like let's just do a Javier calendar because I'm all in. And you know what? I can I can be all in on that because I'm single, right? Okay. <laughs> so it's okay, right? So yeah, but the but the yes. thing is is that the conservatives they still would not like your lifestyle, Camelia, because they want you to be within the bounds of marriage. I mean, if somebody asked you to be in a conservative calendar and take a picture like that, you probably wouldn't have a problem with it, right? Uh, it depends on how it's marketed, and we'll get into that. Oh, okay. <laughs> and actually, you know. I don't know that I would anyway. Like that's a, this, that's totally not my thing. I just, 
you'll never see like the thirst trap pictures on Instagram or anywhere else from that's me. Such yeah. That's such a lie. That's such a lie. Boo, boo it's this one. not woman. a lie. She posted a, <laughs> she, Camelia posted a thirst trap picture last week on this show. We posted that, that thing. Look at your face right now. She's starting to blush. She's starting to blush. There was this tight little dress that she was posted on. She was posted out there on Twitter and everybody was talking about. I had got so many messages from people who were like, look at Camelia's scandalous photo. She, you are turning redder than chicken butt red, redder than your lipstick there, Camelia. Explain that yourself. Is, that does not qualify as a thirst trap photo. I mean, like you've got to do the whole arched back, you know, oh, yeah. um, you? right angles. I mean, it's just, you know. The, you kind of push totally the butt not. up in the air. Listen. Listen, (laughs) there will come a day, there will come a day when you will look back on your thoughty pictures and you'll go, "Mm, baby, I look great. So I'm I'm always like, you got to take the thoughtiest pictures you can take while you're young and be beautiful. Because then you look back and show them to your grandkids and you go, look at grandma. Wasn't I a little thoughty thought? I mean, really, like take like there's nothing worse than getting old and being like, "Mm, there's no sexy pictures of me. (laughs) Well, maybe I'll have to do one of those boudoir photo shoots Ooh, or yes. something like that. There you go. See, we went from conservative <laughs> there you go. to... There you go. We got her. We got so her. Now she's a thought. She's that was so easy. On. That was easy. That, that was so easy. I am I am so, so bad at posing. Like, it's terrible. Like, it just yeah. is like, if you try to get me to intentionally pose, Austin knows this. Like, it is awkward. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, she got the one eye. So it's like... It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, there's techniques... You know, there is, there is. I learned when I was getting my headshots or whatever, that there's certain angles of your head that you have to like, you know, use your head in a certain direction to mm-hmm. make you look better. Yeah. And there's lighting techniques. There's like a whole science to this yeah. stuff. By the way, that arched butt thing that they yeah. do, that they call, that's yeah. called lordosis. Yes, yes. Don't yes. type, don't type that into Google because no, the, fo- the pictures no. that will come up are saucy. But the, we call that presenting where I'm from. Presenting, yes. Are you presenting? Okay, yes. that's all right. So like a baboon? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good morning, um, Cantina crew. Uh, we're talking to Camelia Peterson about the conservative calendar. All right, so I was actually kind of surprised they got Riley Gaines to do that. That I mean, I guess she's a swimmer, so appearing in a bikini, no big deal. But that's kind of a big name, and that's probably, I mean, Josie is the one who like really stirred the shit up, but the fact that Riley Gaines, who is kind of a conservative icon right now, was the, the front page calendar girl on this one, is probably what made everybody explode, would you say? Well, uh, maybe. And she's married, though, right? Like, I- Girl, like, I don't like that doesn't matter in most circles these days, unfortunately. <laughs> right. It does. It's supposed to in conservative I mean, circles. Well, I highly so doubt it does. But- well, here's the thing. And I think that's really what's behind all of the kerfluffle, you know, on the conservative right is because I think all of the women in there are are married. Maybe I think, well, not all of them. Most of them are married women. And here's the thing. There's only a couple of pictures. Well, I haven't seen them all, to be honest. It really was not worth that kind of time. But, um, you know, most of the pictures are not like scanty or anything like that. You know, Riley Gaines' picture on the cover, you know, and then, you know, um, Josie's picture is, no, it's okay. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. It's it's fine. It's 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 tawdry. No, it's all in presentation. But the fact is, is that Josie has been known for years for the cleavage and collarbone shots and the suggestive shots. This is like nothing new with her. And she is very married. Um, But, you know, I it's just kind of I think that is the that's really the crux of what's behind the backlash and the fact that it's marketed to dads and, you know, 
So therefore you assume that most dads are married and, you know, I can kind of understand that. So I'm just like, you know, life really is hard. There are bills to pay, taxes to pay. Beautiful people are the price that we get to have in life to like enjoy things. To like have a moment to go, gosh, look at that. It's like looking at a cathedral or like a beautiful sunset, like looking at a beautiful a, it person. It is a gift from God. That's right. And I'm going to enjoy it. And I'm going to go, look at that beautiful thing, you know? Um, and I think it's so, so here, funny. Oh, so go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, here's the thing, you know, like are women going to buy a calendar like that? Yeah, probably not. Um, men will have posters on their walls of hulk hogan or you know wwe wrestling, whatever you know like of, of other men <laughs> women are not typically going mm. to put posters on their wall of other women now here's the thing like is is if there's a there's only one purpose and that's fine to appreciate beautiful people <laughs> but if you're married like do you want your spouse having you know, pictures of the opposite sex um, explicitly for one purpose on their wall. I mean, I think that that's where this comes down to between, you know, in a relationship, people have to decide, you know, where their boundaries are. It's a good question for husband. Stephanie, my wife, is watching the show. She says, I think it's a good question for husbands. Is it appropriate to be in a calendar if you're married? I'll tell you this. I would not want Steffi to be in something like that, like on in like a swimsuit doing something like that. However, if she wanted to, if it was like for a really good cause or something like that, I might be willing to say, yeah, that's fine or whatever. I mean, if it was some like, you know, actual it, here's the thing. People are saying it's soft core porn. That is not soft core pornography. That was my point. That yeah. is not soft core pornography. There is a difference. Right. Soft core pornography right. involves nudity. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is not a nude calendar. Okay. But if Stephanie wanted to like, you know, if Stephanie did the same photo uh, as, as Josie in the same outfit, looking cute, and it was for a good cause or something like that, raising money for some libertarian candidate or whatever. And instead of a cross, it was a star of David behind her fine you know like i don't care right like here's the thing i'm proud to have a beautiful wife okay i'm not like you know i'm not like oh i really want to take lots of photos and have everybody ogling her all of the time but like listen i'm not gonna lie like i like to show stephanie off because especially when she looks beautiful like it's kind of, it's an ego thing for me so i imagine that a lot of the husbands if they aren't cowed beta males who are just like, okay, honey, yeah, okay, you can do it, that probably a lot of the husbands are like, shit, yeah, be show, show, show what I got, because I know she's coming home to me. They're probably secure in their relationships, you know, as at least as secure as I feel, where it's like, yeah, I wouldn't necessarily love it, but if it was for a good cause and it wasn't like slut, really slutty, fine. You know, it's, you know, it's not the end of the world, and this too shall pass. It, it, it just sort of depends on these circumstances. This calendar, it, to me, is like, I, I so what did somebody tweet yesterday? Like, people are so outraged over the lamest calendar. Oh, yeah, like, the lamest calendar. Lamest yeah. calendar. Good morning to everyone in America, except the people that are outraged over the worst calendar ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just do think, I well, I think that, I, and I, I already said it, but I do think that the biggest problem that people are having with it is that it does seem kind of hypocritical in that it comes from, like, conservative people who are trying dads. to police, yeah. Right. Like it, it seems hypocritical and that's who's putting it out. And so you have this conservative movement who is saying, you know what, <clears throat> you need to we need to cut down the divorce rate. You need to have strong marriages. You need to have lots of kids. You, know, you need to bring back the nuclear family stronger than ever. That's how we're going to save this country. 
let's sell you a calendar to make you uh, lust after other women who are married. Yeah, because mm. <laughs> like, seriously, well, it's, like, there's a little bit of, you know. But, uh, part of me, though, like kind of misses the old days, the, gu the guys, guys, uh, like mechanic shops. And, you know, you go to get your car fixed and there'd be like a nudie calendar there on the wall. And those are probably good men who love their wives, who go take care of their kids, who are, you know, your average blue collar guys. And, you know, the fact that they see like actual nude chicks in a calendar at, at their workplace or something like that isn't going to shake, shake the foundations of their marriage, right? If something like that shakes the foundation of your marriage, you probably have problems to begin with. And the calendar is not the cause nor the catalyst, uh, or the, not the catalyst for something like this. But Camelia, I can tell by your face, okay. you, well, you know, you have some. I would, I would yeah. argue that the presence of that, if 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 this if it's a married mechanic, whatever, like I would argue that the presence of the calendar probably indicates a problem with the foundation of the marriage to begin with. Um, so <laughs> I would well, turn see, it around that see, way. The, I, it's, I see the absence of those calendars now as more as more the problem of the loss of masculinity, right? Where like in male spaces. It was common to have pinups uh, uh, in your workplace, and now you can't have those kinds of things because it's seen as toxic masculinity, and now we're not allowed to express our sexuality. But it's like conservatives, and Justin and I were talking about this, like conservatives are being outbred. We are, we, you know, we are not, you know, and I know conservatives would say, well, you just have to have sex within the confines of this very narrow world, moral worldview that we have that, listen, like the rest of us don't share. So it's like, if you want to have babies and you want to have people who agree with you, you want to have people who agree with your political viewpoint having babies, no matter how they do it. Is it better to have it within the confines of marriage? Sure. Statistically, do they have better outcomes? Absolutely. But the thing is, is the conservatives who are upset about this only want people to have babies within an extremely narrow moral worldview that most of the world doesn't even share. Because even within the Christian circles of those who are political, that's not the majority of people. Right. Not all. You know, it, you know, Joe Biden, they're like, we need a Christian president. Joe Biden is a Catholic Christian. No, he's not. The Pope is a Christian. They can't even agree with themselves. How are you going to impose some narrow worldview about sexuality and relationships on, on a, a larger group of people who do not want it, who will never share your worldview? You better hope that they have sex and have kids at some point and somehow in some way, or you're going to get outbred and you're going to lose the You're going to lose the war eventually. The, the culture wars and the idea wars and the political wars because you're being outbred by people who don't give a shit about your narrow worldviews. So they're going to have 20 kids and they're all going to be babies. Like, well, oh. I think this, <laughs> this goes back to social norms though, right? Mm -hmm. And so the thing is that there's always exceptions to that. The problem is, is that they are probably not focusing on what the root causes of this is. And there, I mean, you know, if you want people to have normal, healthy relationships, you need to focus on having uh, healthy people who have a healthy outlook and this is part of that, but it is, I don't know that it's necessarily healthy to try to make it the norm to just have babies no matter what, right? I mean, that's probably not good either. So I think that there is a healthy, there should be a balance in there that they shouldn't be condemning people for having babies. But you're right. I mean, uh, within a stable, you know, home, that's, and the thing is, is that, you know, we've talked about this before. I know everybody's hung up on the nuclear family now, and I get that, and I understand that, and that is good and healthy. Um, but the the fall of this, or you know, the decline of the culture in this country is probably not due to the decline of the nuclear family per se. It's Whoa. probably due to the decline. It's probably due to the decline of the extended family. Thank and this you. Is just, 
That this is, is just exactly a, what I was going to say. Okay, go off on yes. that and Justin respond. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. She's right. That's like, right. like this is this is kind of the the natural of cycle of things I think in an advanced society too because it is hard to maintain an extended family in a mobile society like we have. So I get that. But I do think, and this goes back to the, was it Ross who thought that that wrote that article the uh, the nuclear family was a mistake. But anyway, the point is is that we have to adapt to that, and people are doing it in that they are creating support systems that are not just your blood relatives. And I think that that's a good thing. I also think it requires effort, and especially in this digital age, it's requiring even more effort. Okay, real quick, um, Guocas zero four two two. He's uh, saying that yeah, it's rubbish. You can look at beautiful women without perving. It's called self-control. He says, test yourself right now. In fact, Austin, ask your brother now if he could hang out with your wife without thinking bad thoughts. Justin? Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I mean, like, there's My no question about that. My heart is punched on that side. <laughs> Justin could easily hang out with Stephanie without thinking bad thoughts. 100%. Yeah. It's like hanging out with my sister. <laughs> Wonder why? Sure. Oh, gee. It's it's all about intent, right? <laughs> yes, I don't think Guokas understands the joke. I love him though, and I'll buy him a coffee next time I see him. There you go. Forever. Uh, founding flavors, if you will. I love it. Thank uh, you. Yes. yes. Okay. So, Justin, the 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 fall of the extended family, not the nuclear family, that's but right. the extended family. No, that's right. Because now what happens is you have these nuclear families, especially where I live in major metropolitan cities, and what do they have to do for childcare? They have to pay thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars a month to have their babies taken care of while they're at work. Um, you know, whereas, you know, what, 100 years ago, you had aunts, you had uncles, you had brothers, sisters, family, grandparents that could take on help some of that help with the children. So, you know, the family raised the child. It wasn't just the mom and the dad doing it all themselves. So you're right on the money. I mean, that's one of the big struggles of the nuclear family is that it really shouldn't be nuclear. It should be global. It should be. It takes a village. No, um, it, but it should it be does, though. family. It, like, it, does. it does. Yeah. 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 Just not, that's why just not the, Hillary. No, it's just not Hillary. Hillary Clinton's village. You get to choose your own village. <laughs> and, and as I was as I was saying yesterday, as I was coming down the train, you know, thinking it takes a village to raise a child. I'm like, as long as that's a thing we're going to hold on to, then I want the permission to spank bad kids. Because if I see a bad kid, I just want to spank that kid and be like, I'm going to, this is the village. No, I'm the village and I'm raising your child. So I'm going to spank your child. So bring back corporal punishment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to beat your kids. Uh, good morning. Yeah. Good morning. If you're just tuning into the Wake Up America show, it's a Peterson Bonanza here. I'm your host, Austin Peterson. My brother, Justin Peterson's on set with us. First time ever. Hopefully not the last. Be gentle. And our friend, <laughs> Justin's going to start joining us as a regular guest every Friday at 8 a.m. Central on Freedom Family Friday. So we're really excited about that. Uh, I love it. And of course, joining us. <laughs> Oop, wrong button. Uh, wrong... <laughs> joining us uh, live now on uh, camera is our friend Camelia Peterson, who is a great friend of the show and a big supporter. She joins us here every Tuesday and Thursday at 8 a.m. Central Time. We're glad to have here, uh, glad to have her here. Looks like we've got a new friend over on the Rumble chat, Cardi Elisa. First time having you here, welcome. We love making new friends. Uh, we hope that Cardi will click that subscribe button and all of our new friends who are watching us for the first time today, click that subscribe button on Rumble right now so you can come back and join us every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time here on the Wake Up America show. We're having so much fun, as you can tell, just goofing off and talking about silly stuff. Today, we're talking about this conservative calendar, which featured some prominent conservatives and libertarian women who are, I guess, all married, who were, 
I won't say scantily clad, but you know, dressed in a in a way that was what, Justin? I mean, no, I I don't even think it was even that provocative. I actually, you know what? Here's can I just say, what if it's like the ultimate troll? Okay, like, what if fair. the calendar is like really just like a tongue in cheek, like we're poking fun, <laughs> and the conservatives are so like they don't get humor, right? They don't get like the nuances of humor, so they're like we're mad about this when really it's kind of like a a, a funny. It's supposed to be funny, yeah. right? Like maybe they're missing the joke. Well, here's the thing: CCG Bryson at Real Bryson Gray, he said that um, that uh, uh, the degenerates are mad at him because he called the the women out. He says the calendar is degenerate. Get over it. And he says, why do non Christians care so much about biblical principles? He says he called a soft porn calendar demonic, and y'all are calling it calendar gate. Three words really can make <laughs> demons mad. So was the calendar demonic? I mean, if all you have is a, a hammer, right? I mean, geez, Louise. Camelia. <laughs> no, I just, it was, I have ignored this, like the whole, I don't know what day we're on anymore of the week now, but anyway, the whole week. <laughs> I have ignored this. I was like, I like, this is stupid. Who even uses paper calendars anymore? You know, there are some great pictures in there, like Dana Lash and her guns. Like, you know, she's fully oh, clothed. Yeah. And those guns, like, that's that's a great picture. That's, you know, there's nothing wrong with pictures like that. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> but is it demonic? It is not demonic, Have you noticed no. this theme now with conservatives where it's like everything is demonic yeah. these days? It's like the liberal calling everything not enough Nazis. Everything's fa this like, fascist. I think that in some ways this is this is a coping mechanism for explaining things that feel like they're really out of your control. And, you know, Chernovich and some I've seen this going around in, in on Twitter, you know, people are like, oh, I, I really feel a bad spirit or a bad vibe or something going on. There's something happening. And it's always this, you know, you can't you don't know quite what it is. It's just a bad feeling. And I'm like, you know, <laughs> it could be gas. He's gonna give, he should get his cat of nine tails out and like flagellate himself every time he looks at a beautiful woman. Now, wait a know? minute. Or I'm going to take uh, Camellia away for like two seconds while I um, while I show a picture of another calendar that was recommended as a conservative calendar. And here we have an, um, uh, Laura Loomer uh, in the uh, in her bathing suit. And then George Santos in drag as an example of the real conservative women of America. And then Caitlyn Jenner, for example. There's Blair White. So there's another good, uh, you know, so they, could, they should have done that. But George Santos in drag as another good example of the, uh, Honestly. the calendar. Honestly. Honestly, Blair White is hotter than all the women in the conservative I calendar. I mean, facts. I mean, did, did Camelia no, come to play? She didn't come to play today. No, God, Camelia please, no, no, no. And no. they have pictures of, like, conservative no. American women, but they're wearing, like, uh, American flag burkas. <laughs> I can see your face. Yes, and then I've got this other picture here of Esther. She's got the proofs back for her conservative calendar. And it's uh, she's kneading bread, Esther, Mrs. July. She knows what you need. <laughs> There's far too little apple pie. That's all I'm saying. Far too little apple pie. Yes. Can, uh, b bad Billy Pratt, though. I think he really summed it up perfectly. He says conservative values don't exist. And this woman is a prime example. She doesn't give a about this calendar. She's just making viral content in mm -hmm. regards to that. Abby Libby, who was outraged over it because it didn't feature any pregnant women or women with kids. So. You know, you can make your Amish Mennonite calendar and see how well that does. Don't show any ankles there. Oh, look at her milking those cow's udders. Oh, my breast up around my ankle. New meaning to milking the cow. I love oh, it. Oh, no. <laughs>
Those udders are huge. Oh, she's got huge udders. She's ready. She's look at that. She's ready to sow. Oh my gosh. All right, Camelia. So uh it was at least entertaining, right? To watch people fighting over this. But um, you know, uh any any final words on that topic? I was totally ready to like mute the word calendar in my feed, you know, for a few days. But no, <laughs> like here's the, you know, this is it's silliness, right? But I do think it speaks to uh, the fact that there's outrage about it. I do think it speaks to this uh, deeper cultural issue that's going on right now. Um, and you see this in the elevation of red pill, you know, content, not Republican content, but like you know, masculinity uh, movement content that's going around. And there's a lot of a lot of grifters, a lot of fakers, a lot of bad content in that realm. But I think that the approach to this is that we're we're at a point where we see a lot of upheaval in our society and in our culture. And how do you create stability and maintain your values going forward while still having individual liberty? And there, you know, the argument from the red pill community um, a lot of times, not all the time, tends to be, well, this is. This is masculinity as men being men. Um, but the thing is, is that, you know, I am reading a book right now that talks about maybe some um, biological, you know, uh, evolutionary reasons for why we behave the way we behave, obviously, and, um, and especially in male-female relationships. And I understand all of that. I don't think you can totally explain these things. I think life is life is trade-offs at whatever point in history you are. Like women are no longer, you know, chattel um, to be owned, right? Um, so, you know, a king can't necessarily, I mean, he can have his harem, but what does that do to the value of women? But at the same time, we can understand why we um, have a natural instinct or tendency to behave the way we do that can inform what we do, but it doesn't necessarily need to dictate what we should do. Clementine uh, on the Rumble chat says, good morning, friends. I picked a weird time to log in. The first thing I heard was big udders. <laughs> Hi, Doug. Hey, Doug. Um, Camelia, oh, did you have something you wanted to say, too, about we played that video of that liberal female earlier where she said when her date was paying for everything, that she felt the feminism leaving her body. Did you have something to say about that video? Oh, it's like totally the money, right? Here's the thing, you know, people were like, well, and I know a lot of people were saying, oh, I can't believe that he actually just left his, his card with her and said that. But the thing is, is that was completely a flex on his part, um, that he could do that. And he was actually, uh, in, like in the Red Pill movement, okay, I'm going to get in, show how much I've been into this, but like he was creating the frame for her to be in. Like he was setting the the tone for everything and she was having to operate within that. And so I think that in itself um, was a different experience for her and impressed her. But yeah, the fact that he would so, you know, just blase, like, here's my card, do what you want. That's, that was such an anomaly to her, but it did crack me up. You know, when you're talking about thinking about if it was two women, like who's going to decide who's going to pay the bill. <laughs> no, because I've actually heard of real situations where like lesbians like like go on TikTok and complain because they're like, like, I feel like I was I'm the more feminine of the two of us. And since she was a little more butch, she should be the one to pay. 
Oh, which now, now, okay, now you're going to make me pop off on that one. Okay, well, because that's the whole gender binary that they're always trying to fight against. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, that's the whole thing that, the, that, that we're being told with the gender religious people that are like, oh, no, don't, you know, conform to the social construct. The you're enforcing, of course, social constructs. That makes me crazy. It's almost like there are I, proper gender roles. I, well, yeah, maybe so, but I will say. I will say, as a woman, I never go into anything assuming that the man is going to pay. And if he mm -hmm. offers, that's fine. It's nice. And I will not argue about it. Um, but I don't walk in with that assumption. And honestly, I think the people there are there are there are people out there who are like, no, you you know, women should expect a man to pay. And if he doesn't, that's a red flag. And I'm like, that's. No, that's a bad flag. That's a dumb yeah. flag. As the great Barney yeah. Styles on the Rumble chat has said, it's all been downhill since the 19th Amendment was ratified. Oh, uh, whatever. Oh, man, I'll meet you up by the dumpster later. <laughs> Women shouldn't vote. Welcome, Camelia, to the show. Oh, and say goodbye. Camelia, anything else you want to share before we let you go? No, that's good. Um, I hope everybody has a happy new year and Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Camelia, thanks very much. Appreciate you, CJ. Have a good one, Anna. Happy New Year. What does everybody think of Camelia Peterson? You can text the show, FYI. I saw that I had a bunch of text messages over there. Er, sorry, I took a couple of days off. You can text us anytime, night or day, and I usually will answer if it's not Christmas with my family, uh, at 573-319-1586. That's 573-319-1586. Can I ask you guys a real quick favor? I know a lot of people don't like getting emails, and Steffi and I were really working hard in 2024 to grow our business. And part of our marketing strategy has been in 2023 to do lots of emails and to send out social media stuff. And I know a lot of people don't like to get emails or maybe it goes to your, in, it doesn't go to your inbox. It goes to spam and you don't read them anyway. But if you, some people have said, Hey Austin, uh, you know what? I'd like to get text messages. So I invested in a new text messaging platform so we can keep in touch with you, let you know what's going on at the shop, with the Wake Up America show, with our documentary this year. So I'd love it if you would sign up for our text messaging alerts. And I promise you, we're not going to spam you. We'll send out maybe three or four text messages a week. So like every other day. And here's the deal. If you already buy products from APforLibertyShop.com and you want to know like tracking numbers and all that stuff, all of that stuff is automatic. So if you buy from APforLibertyShop.com and you sign up for text alerts, you're going to get a notification when your package ships and when your package is delivered. So it's really useful for people who are already in the ecosystem. But if you're curious and you're like, hey, Austin, I don't want emails. I don't want to sign up and give you my email address, but I don't mind giving you my phone number to text me every once in a while. And you, we can text back and forth. Then just sign up on the text link that I'm dropping in the Rumble chat right now. So you can do that very easily. Just click on that little the little um, text messaging alert system that I have right there. Just dropped it in the chat. Click that button over there. Give me your phone number. And I promise you again, we're not going to sell your phone number. We're not going to sell it to any third parties. We're only going to use it so that we can send you like coupons and deals. Like we had a $3 off coupon for our coffee in the, la in the last week. We sold a bunch of coffee. And right now we actually have a sign promotion. So our custom metal signs are all 15% off at apforlibertyshop.com. Somebody bought a beautiful um, deer hunter uh, with a beautiful buck and uh, and a, and a uh, rifle custom uh, metal sign that it looks like they're going to hang outside their business. So 15% off if you use the coupon code metal signs. So you get uh, coupons and fun things like that. Sign up for text alerts. 
And if uh, if you use the code Metal Signs at APForLibertyShop.com, then you get fifteen percent off indoor, outdoor signs. Customize them, you know, whatever you like. All right, so um, we appreciate that very and much. Those signs come in like different sizes, right? You can get them in like small, in whatever. twelve inches, all the way up to thirty inches. Oh wow! Okay. So like, yeah. let's say you want to hang like a big, beautiful sign that says Peterson's outside on your bar. Yeah. You can get it in a big, beautiful white sign or a gold sign oh, or a black sign, whatever sign size that you want. And you can get it again, 15% off. So it's an amazing deal if you want to get a big sign. Save a lot of money on those. Love that. Use that code Metal Signs at ap4libertyshop.com. Sign up for text alerts and you get those all the time. Uh, Levin214 says, every email is spam. No! No! no. God! So sign up for text alerts so you can get those texts. Okay. Um, let's see. What's next on the uh, talk show for this morning, Justin? What did we have? Let's see. Conservative calendar hubbub. We did that. Um, we also, oh, did you didn't get to see this video, but apparently this, there's been a lot of airplane freakouts, of course, because oh of the gosh. holidays. But this is some uh, accountant and his Louis Vuitton toast toting husband. They had a meltdown at the Charlotte Douglas Airport. We've also got the Delta one we're going to play. Oh, boy. And curse at the wheelchair-bound woman after accusing American Airlines staff of keeping them from their dogs. Let's take a look and look at this. This is a freak out at the Charlotte Airport. You're not going to make a flight to the world. I'm good, Steph. Remember, you're girls. You don't, you don't care about the girls? You don't care about the girls. You don't care about the girls. You don't care about the girls. Hello, everybody. Dustin. American Airlines. Acting like it's retarded. Shelby and Dolly. We're gonna do it. I'm gonna do it for you. Shelby and Dolly. Shelby and Dolly. This looks like Friday night at the drag bar. Remember them. Shelby and Dolly. Remember them. I love the people who are just nonchalantly walking by. <laughs> when bottoms attack. <laughs> Look at the poor lady who's standing there and her sitting there in her wheelchair with her to serve his dog. Remember who you are. Oh no, he's getting in her face. Oh no. Oh, in her face? Why? Yeah, I'm gonna slug. Jeez. Man. All right, Justin, your reaction. Well, first of all, it's with these videos, you know, you're never, you're always getting it in the middle of the action. You know, I I want to see like a three act play. I okay. just want to come in the middle of actory, but like, first of all, one the, the holiday travel is stressful. Let's just have that that, that that's out there for sure. Uh, number two, people are nervous when they travel. I mean, it's very nerve wracking. Like, but some people are afraid of flying, right? So that's maybe why he was a little you know loopy on his little you know his having a little his little tipple. His little tipple of his, he was sick of him. He was a little tipple of a nipple on that one. But then I'm like, drama queen, calm down, Mary. Like literally, just Mary, did you know? Just like calm down. Uh, and his poor, he said, his, his husband or whoever is like, like, remember the babies, remember the babies. And I'm just like, <laughs> oh my god, who are the babies? Probably the dogs, right? Did they lose the dogs? Is that the story? Is I that what happened? Know. I had no clue. They lost. Now listen, I'd be pissed if they lost my dog. I mean, you'd be pissed yeah, if they lost your yeah, dogs too. True, you'd true. be like if you were traveling. Mm -hmm. But like, I have no idea. Okay, Let, yeah. let's react to this Delta employee no. who got confronted by a member of the LGHD TV community. And <laughs> what? Oh, here we go. And what about when a Delta employee misgenders you so intentionally? While she's talk, while he's talking, you're talking. You just misgendered me again. Okay. Multiple times. Gotcha. Both of you have. Sorry. 
wasn't intentional, but if you yeah. want to take it personal, that's also... Well, she did do it intentionally twice. She's talking to me too. You said she and then you said he. You're being condescending, and if you want to continue, Ooh. I have full authority escort you out the building right this moment if you want to play that game with me. Okay. Would you like to continue three days before Christmas? I really don't mind. I'm good. I'll just put this on. And what about when adults employ Mr. I thought he handled that very oh, well. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. And let's also take a moment to realize that both of those people in that video, did they did apologize. And it, the apology wasn't good enough. You see? Because it was about shame. It was about public shaming and control. Mm. So they both, the, the, the clerks, both of those ticket agents did apologize to that person. And person kept going, well, it did. And he kept, you know, they, the je, je, jim, jar, jar, whatever, kept complaining. And I'm like, there's a point at which, you know, you say, oops, I misgendered you, sorry. And you move on. And everyone's like, okay, cotton. Because, you know, first of all, like, you, if you've never met someone before, this is the thing about pronouns that's so tricky. It's like, if you've never met someone, you don't know who they are, you don't know, you know, you know, how, how they want to be referred to, you're going to make a mistake. And you're going to, and listen, when you meet strangers, you have to deal with that. Like, it's a different situation when it's your friends and your family and your workplace, whatever. But when you're out in the public and you're going to a subway shop or you're going to an airport, like, people don't know you. They don't know you. So you're going to have to just be like, okay, well, that's how I'm going to do it. But yeah, the whole thing is like twisted because it's it's about shame. Because obviously they're filming it, right? The, the conversation was to such a degree that the person filming it had to capture it on tapes because he was probably thought it was going to be a gotcha, you know? He probably thought it was going to be like this gotcha of like, eh, see, I got him. I got him. And he didn't get him, but he got got. <laughs> what, Justin, what has happened? I mean, you are a member of the LGBT community, right? No, I'm not. Okay, well, you have been told you're not. No, I'm not. I'm not. No, I'm just not. I don't, I don't believe in stuff like that. Like, I don't, I'm a person. And, you you're know, an individual. Totally. I'm a, I'm a complete individual. So and I don't, you know. Former member of the former. Not even known former. As... I'm just not. I mean, it's just like, yeah, I don't. Okay. It's like. No, I'm not. I'm not. I don't go to. I don't pray at that church. You know. Uh, what? 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 Okay, uh, that's an interesting uh, way to bring that up. Well, because what does community mean? Community. You know where I'm a community member of? Where my town, where I live. That's where I'm a community member. In your church, where, where I pay my taxes, right? Where I pay my taxes, and where, where I know my postman, and I know the the people that work at the CVS. That's my community. I don't have a community. Some people I've never met. I don't know them okay, who they so, are. But what happened to them, Justin? They won their battles, right? They won the marriage equality battle. And once the battle was Kazunta, once the battle was over with, uh, it wasn't good. I think people still feel like we're living in the 1960s, right? There's civil rights, like we still gotta fight civil rights. And Douglas Murray has this beautiful thing that he calls um Saint George fighting the dragon. So it's like once Saint George won the dragon, I don't know if you know that's about the story, yes. you know, mm -hmm. in, in Europe. Uh he kept fighting dragons, even invisible ones, right? Where there were no dragons. Uh, it's like George, Don Quixote in a way. Like Don, he called it, it Don. Uh, he called it um, Saint George in retirement. That was the that was the phrase that he used. Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, the, and listen, the HRC, which is one of the biggest fundraisers for gay rights in in Washington D.C., it's one of the biggest lobbies in Washington D.C. You know, do you think they're just going to be like packing it in after marriage equality? They're just going to be like, oh, we're done. Like we got what we wanted. No, not when money's involved and there's donors and all that stuff. They're going to keep that train going, that gravy train going as long as they can. So, you know, I think it's, again, it's an overcorrection, but, you know, like many things, it's an overcorrection. But it's, it seems to me to be so built on total control of other people, which I don't like. I don't like that. Um, I mean, you're, you're a gay man, and you, but you have instincts that sort of go against the, the norm of what most gay men 
typically seek out in relationships where it's a little bit more of that swinger lifestyle. You have a more conservative approach to like the type of like lifestyle that you would prefer to live, which must make it difficult. And with the fact that now there's this layer of woke nonsense, here's the thing. I mean, as a straight man, if I was still in the dating world, I would be because there are not very many women who aren't leftards, mm. right? Who aren't shit leftists. And, and, and I don't want, you know what I mean? <laughs> mierda, right, right. Or the only ones who will like, who will back off their feminism are only doing so because you're paying for drinks that night, right? Mm, for example. Mm. But I cannot imagine what it must be like to be a gay man who is like Douglas Murray, right? Or who is more, a more conservative who has views that don't want to, you know, you're not a gay for Gaza, right? You're, right. Not, a, you're not a homo no. for Hamas. No. And so, so what it must be like to try and date as a gay man. I mean, ah, that's got to be wild with that view. No, because everybody's woke. Well, I think what it is is that, you know, to the person, to the to person, to the crowd that's running off of the cliff, the person running in the opposite direction looks like a madman, mm -hmm. right? To everyone else that's running off the cliff, the person running in the opposite direction looks insane. And and I think that there's a Rudyard is a Kipling quote that said that people have always had to struggle against the crowd. People people who really want to be individuals have always had to struggle mightily against the collective mm. because the power of the collective is so strong. Because again, it's we are we are animals and we're we are pack animals, right? And we're we're meant to live in sort of tribal sort of situations growing, you know, as, as a species, but like to be a person and to stand against the, well, it's like that beautiful image of that, that comic where there's like one person, right. And they're standing in front of an, an enormous mass of people. And the person says, yes, you're all wrong. Right. That takes a lot of yes. and guts, you know, quest fanning, uh, posted over on rumble. My friend Rachel is trans. And one time at the airport, a TSA employee said she'd have to wait a moment to be searched by a female. And she just lowered her voice and said, nah, dude, just do it. That's hot. <laughs> you know, my, my, my really fun trans friends, they're, they're so cool. They're yeah. awesome. You know what I mean? They're just, I mean, it's cool. I mean, our trans are better than their trans. Oh, right? I mean, I think so. Right? It's our gays are better than their they're gays. They're just cool. Like, you can party with them. It, like, yeah, they're fun. It's like George know? Santos, who should have never been ejected from the House of Representatives. Um, he's a, a perfect, he was actually the most conservative in his voting record of everyone in the New York caucus of all of the Republicans that are from New York. Yeah. And there are like a dozen, yeah. um, they, he was, he had the most conservative voting record as a, as a gay Republican and they kicked him out. If he was not a Republican, he would not have been kicked out. Well, of, of yeah, Congress. Yeah. They would have never come after him like he did. You can be a black man as a Democrat and pull a fire alarm while the Congress is in session and not have any repercussions to it. But if you're a gay Republican, it doesn't matter. The homophobia comes out, right? Oh, the rate if you're if you're a black Republican, the racism comes out. Like right. the left transforms into candy from from Django Unchained mm. pretty damn quick on mm. your ass, mm. right? Your Uncle Tom, the racial oh, yeah. slurs start flying and the homophobia starts flying. It's it's disgusting actually, because it's like, that's really, it shows the ulterior motives of a lot of it, which is not, again, it's not that the person could come to a different conclusion than you, right? That they could come to a different idea or, or, or point of view mm -hmm. no you've got to be you've got to be you've got to come up with us you've got to be with us i'm like well i don't want to be with you like i i, I don't want to be it's called force teaming have you heard that expression yes yes being force teamed with somebody it's like you have to be on our team just because it's i, I heard somebody say and i don't remember who it was but my identity doesn't do my thinking for me and i thought boy that's a great quote i love that quote it's like your thinking should be for, for yourself you know and and you should be able to make your own decisions it, about what it reminds you me of this clip from Fell from back in the 90s. Take a look, look and listen. Uh, 
Okay, you're checked in. Yeah, thanks. Here's you can, your AIDS ribbon. Uh, big no, overload. Okay. You don't want to wear an AIDS ribbon? Uh, no, no. But you have to wear an AIDS ribbon. I have to? Yes. Yeah, see, that's why I don't want to. But everyone wears the ribbon. You must wear the ribbon. What you are? You're a ribbon bully. Hey! Hey, you! Come back here! Come back here and put this on! Lane and her sponges. She's got like a war chest full of them. Well, I don't see why you can't just use condoms. Let's get back to the Here we go. It's like beat the clock. There's a lot of pressure there. Hey, where's your ribbon? Oh, I don't wear them. You don't wear the ribbon? Aren't you against AIDS? Yeah, I'm against AIDS. I mean, I'm walking, aren't I? Don't wear the ribbon. Who do you think you are? Put the ribbon on. Hey, Cedric, Bob, this guy won't wear a ribbon. Who? Who doesn't want to wear the ribbon? <laughs> I mean, it's precious. Right, it's precious to you. It's so right on, too, because it, it's, it's in anything. It could be anything. The ribbon could be a symbol for literally Hi. anything. Like our, the pride flag. Hi, the I'm, I'm Progress flag, right? Hi. Sorry, go ahead. Like the progress flag, where it's like, you know, now you have to wear this flag. Now it's this flag. And I'm like, why? I like, I like that somebody took the new uh, transgender version of the LGBT flag and then turned, like, put four of them oh, together God. and it forms a swastika. Yeah, swastika. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. But they call everyone else fascist, and yet they demand right. conformity. And they Completely. call Javier Malay a fascist who's, right. like, limiting government. And they're just, they're using these words that they don't understand People, I mean, gaslighting has now become like the term that everybody uses when really you're talking about lying, for example. But like, it's it's the destruction of our language that is that is the way that they can impart tyranny on us. Mm -hmm. I think it was Sam Adams, actually, who said that how how uh, tyrants pervert the plain meaning of words and of language. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can find that quote from one of our founding fathers. Uh, tyrants pervert plain words. Let's see. Oh, Sam Adams, how strangely will the tools of a tyrant pervert the plain meaning of words, right? So how strange, like, like the Constitution shall never be construed to, conv to prevent the people of the United States who are peaceable citizens from keeping their own arms. So Sam Adams was talking about the Second Amendment and specifically how people would pervert what the Second Amendment meant in order to take away our rights. And so this applies not just to the Second Amendment, but it applies to the First Amendment in the way that the left wants to wipe away our, our, our understanding, our definitions of terms and words so that they can impose tyranny on us in the form of, uh, of a violation of our free speech. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and not only that, freedom of conscience. Freedom of conscience, freedom to believe what you want to believe and how you want, you know, and that's obviously how you speak. But the thing is, is if they know they're playing a very good game here, because if you can change how people talk, you can change how people think. Because if language is the means whereby we come up with how we talk about our world and how we come up with ideas and things, if there are certain no-go areas of words or things we're not supposed to say or do, well, then you're limiting the epistemology. You're limiting the ability to get to knowledge or to or to broaden knowledge. Um, so I'm I'm just not a, a fan of of that totalitarian impulse. Yeah. No, and certainly not for people who are regular viewers of the Wake Up America show. They already know that this show stands for economic freedom and personal liberty. I'm the host of the show, Austin Peterson, and I'm joined in studio for at least a few more minutes by my brother, Justin Peterson. We've been thankful to have him on set for the very first time. If you like the content, click like on the show. And if it's your first time here watching the show and you're saying to yourself, wow, these two Peterson brothers are really great. Well, Justin is going to be a regular on the show. 
Starting on Fridays, every Friday at 8 a.m. Central Time, he will join me along uh, alongside my smoking hot redheaded libertarian wife, Stephanie Peterson, who will be jo- who joins us tomorrow in studio. Uh, and Justin will be here on Fridays regularly, not tomorrow, but starting on the regs after that. Um, so if you like that content that you're hearing this morning and you want more of it, we stream the show five days a week, Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 a.m. Central Time. But I know what happens. You probably got kids. You're getting them ready for school or maybe they're off for a break for now. But I know you're busy. And sometimes it's like, oh, I'll remember tomorrow. I'll find Austin Peterson. But you'll forget. And then you forget our name. And it's OK. It happens. But if you click subscribe, you don't have to worry about it. So hit that subscribe button right now. If it's the first time you're watching the show and you're like, this is fun. These guys are cool. I want to come back tomorrow and make this a regular part of my morning. Hit that subscribe button, right, JP? It's only the the clear choice. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Justin uh, is joining us here on the show, and then he goes back to Kansas City today. Today, I get back on that beautiful Amtrak train y'all got up in here in Missouri. Yeah, for sure. Justin is going to be coming back on the show, though, again next week, so you get to hear from him again. Um, Justin, you are a singer by trade. Correct. You also do voice lessons Mm -hmm. for people who are interested in upping their game. You've been in operas. Yep. Musicals. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Musicals, concerts, all kinds of jazz. And uh, you're one of the best voice teachers there is in the country. Uh, And a lot of people who are curious about what you do in your work can find out more about you at. Yeah, my website, uh, petersonvoicestudio.com. My last name is spelled with all E's, Mm -hmm. P-E-T-E-R-S-E-N. And and just on a personal note, uh, Justin, you know, I'll say this to to the audience. Probably there are, I can count on one hand the amount of people who I would say have been big influences on my life. People like Judge Napolitano, right? My dad, right? You know, Ron Paul, right? But one of the people who's influenced me more than even those people is my brother, Justin, who's sitting here beside me, right? So now, if you ever think, if you ever watch us together and you're kind of like, wow, they sound so similar. They have so much striking similarities. Well, obviously we were raised together. We grew up together. My brother taught me how to read before I went to kindergarten. This is a good story where you actually, what, tied me to a chair and forced, oh, yeah. forced me to read. Oh, yeah. We, <laughs> in our backyard, we had a, my mother, my mom and dad bought me a, a, a chalkboard. I think I was not even in school yet. Like it was a, literally a little chalkboard. And I would come home from kindergarten or wherever I was in school and I would just teach us, I would teach you the lesson that I learned that day. So I was like, whatever I learned at school. I would just, I would just teach you. So I got, I really had a head start uh, before oh, I yeah. got to school and, and it showed because I did very well in school uh, oh, yeah. and a lot of it and a lot of my love for theater and the arts and philosophy stemmed from my relationship with you. Uh, and probably there's other than my dad, there really is almost probably no one else that I looked up to more and still do than my brother, Justin, who's been a huge influence on me and who I'm still in awe of, right? I, Justin got to meet my groomsmen uh, at my wedding. So the people who are most special to me in my life, you know, obviously my family, but my best friends, Mark Maranta, uh, Joe Trotter, uh, and uh, Vince Vincent, Mamo, yep. Vincent Mamo, who, you, you know, you got to meet all these three men. And Stephanie, you know, when she got to meet him and talk to him, she was shocked at the, uh, the, just who these men were, not only their personalities and how wonderful they were and kind and loving, but just like their intelligence. Mm. And I always say, I've always surrounded myself by people who are more intelligent than I, uh, people who are better people than I, so that, you know, you're lifted up. And my brother is one of those people who like his intellect is massive, right? And so he's someone who I've always learned from and someone who has guided me, he's given me books that have changed the course of my life and my thought patterns. 
and we always share ideas. And sometimes we share spicy things that we wouldn't want to share out, out in public with each other because, you know, we're, we have a close relationship and we understand each other and each other's worldview more than pretty much anyone else. So that's why I would recommend that you follow Justin over on Twitter. Oh, yeah. Well, I just retweet all the brilliant stuff other people say. Okay. With an occasional, you know, one, you know, uh, bon mot, as they say in French, a good word. Just, a good yeah. word. And I studied French because I learned some from you. So, oh, yes. At Justin J. Peterson over at X, they call it these days. Yeah. Right. So, like and subscribe. Justin, anything else you want to say? No, this is a blast. Before? I'm so glad I got to do this. You know, I thought I'd be nervous, but I wasn't. And uh, I had a lot of fun. And it was actually uh, surreal to be in this place. So, it's kind of fun. Yeah, it is. So, you're, <laughs> going, you're going back today to Kansas City. We love you. Thank you. And we look forward to seeing you again on the show next week all right and we'll wish you a happy new year love it happy new year yeah we love you guys all right. like and subscribe before you leave and don't forget to visit ap4libertyshop.com get yourself some delicious founding flavors coffee and if you can remember all of our custom metal signs are going to be 15 percent off until the end of the year use that code metal signs in the checkout to get that 15 percent off that sweet sweet coupon discount there you go all right see you guys tomorrow morning freedom family friday with the lovely stephanie peterson here on the wake up america show and wakeupamericashow.com yeah